Welcome to The Wellness Way with Dr. J, a monthly podcast about brain and mental health and covers everything related to wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Katherine Jackson, a licensed clinical psychologist and board-certified neurotherapist who's also known as America's number one brain psychologist. For more information, check out drccj.com. So today for the Wellness Way with Dr. J, we I am not flying solo. I have an awesome uh, speaker and person who works with youth with me today, and that's Jody McPherson. So I'm just going to tell you guys a little bit about him. Um, Jody McPherson is the best speaker. He's bold, empowering, strategic, and transformative. You can find him all over the web. Um, Jody McPherson on LinkedIn. And on uh, Facebook, he is Jody Speaks. And on Instagram, he also is Jody Speaks. And his website is Jody Speaks. So is it okay if I call you Jody? Absolutely. Most people call me Jody. If you call me Joe, then I know I'm in trouble. That's what my mother calls me. (laughs) Okay. And then how is the weather there where you are? It's great here in Arizona. It is a... the place, I think, where God sends people to give them one last chance. If you can't handle the weather here, you want to get your life right. And it is hot here in Chicago, so I could just imagine how hot it is there in Arizona. So, before we start, oh, my goodness, that is the place where God sends people. <laughs> <laughs> but give them one last chance if you want to get it right. It, it's not even in the hundreds here, so... <laughs> But we're going to jump right in. I know people really want to hear the information that you have to share uh, with youth. And as we start the, the school year for youth, I wanted to give parents something to help their kids get a nice, smooth start to the, to the school year and hopefully some tips that they can use throughout the school year and beyond. So before we start, please tell us about yourself and what you do. I spend most of my time in, in the space with youth, young adults, whether it be as a keynote speaker or to facilitate it in the classroom. Uh, Sometimes I spend corporate training with, with companies that are looking to attract younger generation emerging talent. Um, as a consultant, most of my days and, and the afternoon and evenings, I spend coaching my son's Little League teams. That is so cool. So a family man and a and a businessman. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> and then I saw on your um, website that you started a new program, and it's called LAFS. Can you tell us a little bit about LAFS? Sure. LAFS is an acronym for life after you graduate high school. So I started LAFS University, developed it as a, the ultimate professional development system for young adults. I think there are so many things that youth and young adults are not learning, and that's not just at school but at home and in their community. And it hasn't always been that way. I think there was a time when uh, it takes a village to raise a child was more than an expression, right? It's, that's an African proverb that uh, reflects how people grew up in Africa. Africa, they would, mm-hmm. they would grow up in these communities where if they were acting up, their neighbors would get after them. And, in Chicago, where I grew up, it was true in our little African-American community as well. So LAFS University was developed 
for that, to help them transition through different stages, uh, people from middle school to high school, from high school to college, from college to the workforce. All those are various stages where there is a challenge transitioning, and we try to help them do that to be successful in life. Well, so you deal with all the different um, transitions for young people. I don't know why I thought it was just from high school um, to to college, um, but you're you're with kids at every different phase of their transition. Most of my career has been that. I think I realized there were some things I missed out on, uh, mm-hmm. mostly probably through my own fault and my behaviors, but I, I missed out on some of those help in the transition time. So I wanted to help young people to get the things that I didn't. And I look around and I found that there are three basic things that people who I saw were successful had, and that's knowledge, opportunity, and support. So my mission became providing every adult with access to those foundational blocks of success. Wow, I love it, and um, you're doing pretty great, so you giving some of this to the younger generation will help them to save a lot of the mistakes, the pitfalls, and the time that it took you to get some of the things that you say you didn't have. Absolutely. Hopefully it gives them a leg up and they can accelerate to get there quicker. So I feel like you've already answered uh, my next question. I was wondering how you help kids with their future, but if you have something to add to that, uh, please. Sure, sure. We, you know, I focus on what I call the McPherson method of inclusion, and so that's to belong, <laughs> believe, and begin. Um, you, you have to meet young people where they are. Uh, in that space, I share my truth, which uh, is, is the equivalent when you're growing up in the hood as street cred. So mm-hmm. sharing them my struggles and my background, it allows me to be into a space with them where I'm no better, and then I can look to meet their needs. If I can meet their needs, then we can start to understand what their belief system is, and we can establish a baseline for them. And from there, help them to determine a customized pathway for that individual because we often look at cookie-cutter approach, and that doesn't work for young people. It does not. <clears throat> it does not. I love that, the McPherson method. And I don't know um, if anybody out there who's listening to this podcast knows about Jody McPherson, but he did an awesome TED Talk, and it covered some of that, right? It does. It gives people the three steps there. And, and just that we often try to begin in the middle, and we go, hey, mm-hmm. This is going to be good for you, and if you believe it, then we can get to work. But before you can begin that work, you have to start with making sure everyone feels like they belong. I'll tell you a quick story, Dr. J. There's a a young person who was struggling in school, but only in first period, and we began working with him and discovered the reason he was struggling in first period was because he wasn't eating since after school when he had the snack the last day. And so he'd come to school starving in the morning and was acting out. And so once we were able to solve that need, he began to excel in that first period. Wow. Yes. And basic needs have to be covered first in order to be effective with your academics. So you got to cover all that basic stuff first. Absolutely. Okay. This is great, great stuff. 
Um, so what information would you share with kids at different levels to prepare for life after high school? Because I think that's the thing uh, where people start to have problems. And I feel like, um, at least for me um, as a psychologist, I get people who bring their kids in senior year or late into senior year, and then they want me to get them ready for college and beyond. But I really think it starts much earlier. So that's why I was wondering what kind of things would you share throughout the different levels? I think you're still in some of my answers, Dr. J. That's great right there. <laughs> well, we both work with you, so. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, that's the challenge. The challenge is we're not beginning the process early enough. The preparation for life after high school begins at a very early age. Uh, I think we began that process with my sons when they were four and five as they started to understand more. And, and sometimes senior year, people are starting the process. It's way too late. That, that's the equivalent, Dr. J, of allowing one set of Americans access to housing generations prior to another, and then you're attempting to level up the playing field in the midnight hour. Yes. Now, that might seem like, you know, an extreme example, but we need to understand how detrimental this kind of mentality is to these future generations. We have to begin by teaching toddlers simple things as manners, respect, common good, problem solving. And then you move on when they're in elementary, you begin on things like budgeting and teamwork, inclusion, goal mapping, understanding emotional intelligence, right? So by the time they get to high school, they've got a solid foundation already built. Now they're looking at community service, cultural leadership, project management, and financial literacy. Things like that will allow them to excel after high school. We have to start wow. early, Dr. J. I love it, and I love how you have the building blocks, starting with just the basics, like with manners and, and basic social skills. My gosh, I can't tell you how many kids I go get from my waiting room. I say hello and how are you, and I get no response, like no words back. When we get into the office and they begin talking about whatever they want, like movies, moral stuff, whatever, you know, all kind of stuff like that. But just basic social skills. And then going into, um, like, the middle ages, talking about money. So many kids. I have high school students that I see that don't really understand money. Um, and then working on goals and don't know how to set goals. And then um, talking about building to, to the service and the leadership. And if they come to me, as seniors, they're not even close to prepared for service and leadership if they haven't gotten out those other building blocks that you mentioned. So this is really, really great, and I, I like that you're sharing this with, um, with the audience so that parents can start to do because we can't rely on, on the school system to do all this. Just like you said with your sons, you started to do things as they started to understand certain things and their knowledge started to grow. And I think parents have to be very, very active and make sure that they're giving things to their, um, to their kids and not just trusting that the school is going to give them everything that they need. That's true, Doc. That's true. So this time of year, so this is the main uh, reason that I really wanted to um, talk with you, and, and I'm so excited to get this information so that parents can help their their kids starting, you know, to build those building blocks and to be well 
at the beginning of the school year and throughout the school year. So it's uh, this kind of time of year brings a lot of issues for a lot of kids, at least the ones that I see, the kids in the teens. What advice would you give them to ease back into school after such a nice break over the summer? You know, I think that summer is the time when we are all about ourselves, and so school is a great opportunity for these young people to include others. Remember what it would be like when they were the new girl or new guy at school and become a leader by including these young people. And mm-hmm. I would think some of my advice for them would be to serve their community, get some work experience, meet some new people if they're new in school. That When you serve, you get to meet all kinds of people. So whether it's a club, yes. an organization, or a band, <laughs> join something, become a part of something bigger, and that will feel that need to belong. Um, I think the, the biggest piece of advice I give these young people is to adopt an adult. Find an adult that they wow. respect, that they trust, and make that adult your mentor. Find an adult who sees the potential that you have in you and grab a hold of that adult. Let them know, I'm adopting you. It's me and you from here out. And, and let that person speak life into them. I love it. Wow, I had never thought about that. That is I hope people I hope people tell their kids this one. If they don't walk away from anything else from this um interview, I hope that they take that one and get their kids connected with another adult. And a lot of times kids your kids won't listen to you at a certain age. And so if you have a good trusted adult, somebody that you trust and you're okay with them being with, that's perfect. Love it. So Sometimes, um, you know, some some of the kids have different things going on, different adversities. Um, what's something that you would share with kids who drag going to school year after year to help motivate them and make the most of the school year? I think I would share with them to, to be authentically you, right, to that, that you are good enough. I would tell them if they would sit across mm-hmm. from me. I would tell them don't pretend to be other people or compare yourself to other people because that steals your joy. I, once again, finding those adults, right, who they can get advice from, focus on mm-hmm. the, the end, right? At the end, whether it's, it's summer break or winter break, whatever you need to look at and focus on, that's where the joy is. Because if you were to run a marathon and you focus on every single step, you were fixated on it, it would be like an endless torture, right? It, so you've got to focus on, I've got to cross that line, and this is my goal. I think that's where visualization and goal mapping helps them. And mm-hmm. um, the, the biggest piece of advice, Dr. J, actually would be um, something I think my aunt taught me, and, and she taught me that closed mouths don't get fed. So if you yes. need help, you have to ask. You have to ask. I love it, and a lot of what you say resonates with the kids that I work with in therapy. I honestly believe if people put a lot of what you're saying in place, they're going to put me out of a job. <laughs> um, you know, that's, so, that's the goal for us, right, to work ourselves exactly. out of a position. Wouldn't that be exactly. something? And that would be something. That is definitely the goal for uh, therapists. We don't want to have patients for years and years and years. You want to be able to get them to a place where that they're strong enough on their own and they're able to do it on their own and they, don't, they no longer need you. And the same with you. You're working with youth. You don't want the youth coming to you at age 40 and still needing the same help. <laughs> they should be That's able right. to get the right. information, yeah, and, and move on, yeah. <laughs> so um, 
talking, I mentioned diversity uh, as I was asking that last question. And so I know you talk a lot about adversity. How can kids and teens apply um, some of what you're saying to to more of the adverse situation? So I know I see a lot of kids who go through bullying and um, have a hard time academically. How can they apply some of your uh, tenets, some of the the things that you promote and uh, share with kids? How can they apply that to their school situation? You know, Dr. J, I think one of the things is, I don't know if you've ever been in a cave. I've got to go and be in a cave when I was in the Army, and a cave is so dark that you wouldn't even realize there are other people in the cave with you. And I think sometimes when we're dealing with adversity, we always feel like we're alone, and we have to realize you're not alone, right? Talk to others. Mm -hmm. Spend time with a counselor. Learn about resources because if you can do that and get to a place where you are dealing with it in a healthy manner, and you can be the light, you'll turn around and realize all these people have been waiting for you, right? The schools yeah. have more resources than we realize. There's the PTO, community partners, organizations. You can, you can get food boxes, rental assistance, tutoring, counseling. There's a plethora of help there if we realize we're not alone and these people are here to support us. The fight doesn't look so tough, right? Life's not going to be all, all roses, but... My first fight in the Army, uh, I boxed for the Army, and my first fight, I got hit in the eye, Doc. I got I hit in the eye so hard that I just wanted to curl up, right? But I learned something from that. I learned how to take a punch and keep moving. And I think that's where these young people are sometimes as they're facing adversity. They're, this thing is not going to destroy you. It's going to make you stronger, and it's going to make you better equipped to handle the next punch that's thrown. So that's my advice to them. Realize they're not alone and, and learn from every failure. I like it. So you're not alone. Uh, learn from every failure. And, and then kind of what I heard is that they need to kind of build up that resiliency too. Um, you can't get hit once, like you said, in the eye, and then it's all over. That's right. You have to yeah. be able to, to bounce back from, from things that happen. And so bullying, um, do you think that that same concept would apply specifically to bullying as well? Because that's a big issue out here with a lot of kids. Bullying is a huge challenge, and I think one mm -hmm. of the things that we can all do to help every parent who is listening can do the help is to teach our kids to be brave. Teach our mm -hmm. kids to stand up for themselves. Teach our kids to stand up for others. Right, and, and teach them to include others. It's hard to be a bully to your friends. Right? It's easy to bully the person who you see as an outsider. So your, your job is to make that person an insider. Reach out to them. Help them out. Let them sit at your table. Invite them to the dance. Invite them to be part of your group, your project. Don't always sit with those same three or four people. That, if we could teach our kids to be brave, it would absolutely destroy bullying. We have to teach them to report to state staff and teachers, and to model yeah. the behavior that we wish to see in them, right? Yeah. We can't be a bully because sometimes we're the biggest bully in the house. So we have to be mindful of all those things. Teach our kids to be brave, Doc. Well, you really said something there because sometimes the first teacher is really our parents. And if you are bullying your kids and they, there's no democracy in the home, you're right. How are they going to be strong enough to deal with it outside of the house? 
so that bravery that's that's huge um what would you say to a parent who wants to get their daughter to ease back into studying before school starts back you know you get a lot of pushback with these kids but as you talked about with um the different levels the manners the goals the serving the leadership sometimes starting before we get back to school and that helps ease your mind back into the to the um thought of even going back to school and i think parents get a lot of pushback on that and so what would you tell a parent to help them to ease the kids back into the studying I would tell a parent to sit with their kids, right? We are all busy. Mm-hmm. I am um, speaking and coaching and, you know, involved in outreach, and my son has a nonprofit, and we're doing sports, and end of the day, they got homework. I got to sit with them, right? Yeah. We make time for what's important, and the challenge becomes for a lot of us, when our kids go back to school, we're looking like we're going on summer break. We're like, all right, perfect. I, I can take a breather. But it's actually the opposite. When they go back to school, we have to go back to school. That's true. Uh, parent, parenting is an active word. <laughs> Can't sit back. It is a, con- <laughs> it's a contact sport, right? It's a contact yeah. sport. You can't sit on the sidelines. I like that one even better. It's a contact sport. <laughs> okay, and this is my last question. I heard a lot of good things. I um, took my little notes along the way, too, and, uh, and I have a few things that I remember. But what are your top three to five tips that you want to share uh, with kids for success um, that at any age or something that parents can do that will help them prepare for adulthood? So it can be for the parents or it can be directly for the kids, either one. Your top three to five tips. You know, if I could – speak to the parents, I suppose, that's, that's where you could have the, the greatest impact here, I think. I think okay. if you invest your time where it has the potential for the greatest impact, just like investing money, you want to invest your money where it has the potential for the best returns. The best returns for our time is our children. Um, I think, secondly, our children are not living our lives. And we, we a lot of times parent as if our children are living the exact same life and exact circumstances that we grew up in. We have to parent mm-hmm. according to how they're living. Their experiences are unique to them. This era in time is unique to them. So our life can be a loose guide, but it can't be the ironclad law because the way I grew up, the city I grew up, is not the same as where my kids are. And yeah. um, I think also that develop your young people fully. They need to be developed in all areas, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, independently, uh, completely. And, and um, I would leave you with this. Uh, I, I read First Lady Michelle Obama's book, and she credits her mother with saying, I wasn't raising children. I was raising adults. Oh. Michelle Obama, yeah, yeah. She said that her, her mom always treated her and her brother like they were adults, uh, like the adults she wanted them to be. And she never, you know, belittled them. She never left them out of conversation. If they asked a question, she would answer. And then Michelle Obama herself, she said, life is like practice, right? She said she tell her girls every day, you are practicing who you are going to be. So if you're going to get up late and you're going to be trifling, that's what you're practicing to do. And so I think it's our responsibility to raise compassionate, independent, 
emotionally intelligent, critical thinkers who will make this world a better place by teaching them these traits at an early age. Give them space to learn, allow them to fail, allow them to love, allow them to try again. So if we raise adults that we want to see, I'll even go one better, Dr. J. Let's raise the adults we want to be. That's it. I'm out. Wow. That, that, (laughs) wow. Okay. (laughs) My mouth is on the floor. (laughs) This is awesome. And if parents who are listening to this, and if you're no longer parenting, you're a grandparent listening to this um, podcast, or you know some people who are parents, share this with them. Because what Jody uh, McPherson has put in this is something that all parents need to hear. And his three takeaways, well, really four takeaways, <laughs> um, are impactful. And if you did not have a pen and pencil, rewind this thing and take your notes and see where you can strengthen your parenting skills and raise your kids to be healthy and have a really good school year this year and beyond. We want to raise our kids to be the kids that we, you know, the, the adults we want it to be. Did I get that right, Jody? <laughs> That's right. Yep. So, you got to raise adults to be who you want them to be. Yes. And so thank you so much for, for all of these nuggets. I think this is going to be very helpful to a lot of parents out there. Um, and before we, we uh, end and before we say goodbye, please uh, remind us where we can follow you, find you, and um, see all the different things that you're, you're doing out there. You're doing a whole lot. Um, can you just share all of your stuff again for us and for the uh, listeners to, to, to check, check you out? Well, Dr. J, first of all, I want to just say thanks for having me on. It's a lot of fun, but I hope that it really helps somebody. If it does that one person, I'm good with that. So I can be found online, like you said, uh, jodyspeaks.com on my website, and, and there's a ton of information. If I can help or book a consultation, find me there. Also, I'm on LinkedIn. It's Jody McPherson. Um, Jody Speaks is easy, I think, for people to remember. So on Instagram, you can find me on Instagram and even Facebook. It's the same. Um, easy to remember. Jody is a speaker, so Jody Speaks. Nice. All right. And if you're not following him, you really should be. He's all about youth, everything youth. <laughs> He's great with kids. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Jody. We're going to uh, end this whole thing, and hopefully at least one person gets blessed by this. Thanks, Dr. J.